Well, good good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Not Minding My Own Business. I am your estate planning and elder law attorney, Russell Farbiars, and I am joined here today by Robin Rehm from Tompkins Community Bank. Welcome, Robin. Thank you. Nice to be here. It's it's wonderful. I've, I feel like I've known, I, I think I said earlier to our producer that I've known you forever, which of course is not it feels that way. <laughs> it feels that way. Um, I, but I, I've known you so long that I don't remember. I don't really remember a time that I didn't know you. <laughs> it's been a long time through a couple of referral groups and just yeah. a lot of acquaintances. So yes. Yes. So I'm I'm thrilled I'm thrilled to have you here. Um, talk a little bit about about what what Tompkins Community Bank does and and what it's like to work with Tompkins. So you want to tell me a little bit about about the bank? Sure. So we're around Tompkins itself since 1863, I believe it was the year that they were founded. Um, prior to being Tompkins, we were part of Leesport Bank for many years. Um, so Tompkins is headquartered in New York. However, we've got our own headquarters in Wyoming, and um, local community bank. We do a lot of things for our community and for uh, the people our retail as well as our business customers. It seems some of the banks are not um, as catered to the personal customer, but we still want the full relationship. And that's what sets us apart is that we are able to help anyone in any capacity from a small business owner to maybe just um, somebody that only receives social security and needs a place to put their funds. Absolutely. And, you know, full disclosure, I am a Tompkins customer. I I have been for for a a number of years. Uh, And what I've always noticed is, is that there seems to always be an emphasis on customer service. uh, And, and truthfully, one of the reasons I switched to Tompkins was because you guys are open until six o'clock on a Friday. That's true. <laughs> uh, and as a, as a small business owner, when when I used to make deposits in person, it was nice to be able to go on the way home from work rather than have to make, make a, a special trip. So maybe you can tell tell us a little bit about what, what are some other ways that Tompkins just sort of caters to small business customers to make lives a little easier. Sure. So, um, like you had just been saying, it's convenient to be able to do deposits, or it was when people were doing deposits in person. Um, So, not only do we have that, we have our mobile deposits, which means people can do them via their phone or remote deposit that they can actually use a unit that we have that will scan the check for next day availability, and they can scan up until 6 p.m. at night for the following day, um, which is pretty nice as well. Um, We also can customize to do some loan signings in the evening up till 6 o'clock. if somebody needs that. Um, but we are kind of now transitioning to, to being able to do some of our loans via e-sign. So as technology changes, we continue to, to change with it. Um, but our our branches are, are still very important to us and our customer base. Absolutely. And and I, and I, I say I used to do go in person because I, I have one of those check scanners. So now, now and, and I had it before COVID, and, and I was really happy I had it because it was one of the things I stuck in the box when I moved moved my office to my house, because it was it's really convenient to be able to 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 do those deposits um, on our, on my own. Uh, now, how do you how do you work also with with you know with individuals to try to make things more convenient? So. As far as an individual relationship, if it's somebody that maybe is employed by someone or maybe receives Social Security, we have ways of um, 
taking all of our accounts and bundling them. So the more, the deeper the relationship, the more that we're able to offer. So for example, you could have just a, a basic checking account. However, that might not be the right, right product. So we're gonna look to see what that customer normally keeps on deposit, um, what types of transactions they do. Uh, and in the event that they do have a pretty deep relationship, we can then offer them a higher rate on their certificates of deposit. We can offer some loan discounts. We can offer a discount on uh, mortgage closing costs. So there are many opportunities based on what that individual is able to bring to us. And again, we kind of want that full relationship. Absolutely. Um, And, and, you know, having that full relationship is is so important. Um, now, let me talk a little bit. How, how did you originally get started in banking? So it's kind of my second career. Um, that's not what I went to school for. I actually went to school for fashion merchandising um, and worked in retail until my children were born. And then I was out of the industry for a little while and decided that At that time, that's when stores were actually someplace to go shop instead of Amazon. Um, But uh, we used to be up until midnight at the holidays, and I thought, this is crazy. I'm not doing this with the family. So um, there was a position open in a bank that was in a grocery store that was open until 8 o'clock in the evening. So when I got back into working after a few years of being home with my children, I worked in a retail environment-based bank meaning that we went out to the aisles and talked to customers. And at that time, I really didn't have any banking, so I didn't know any better than to just learn it and um, worked at that other bank for nine years. And tomorrow is my 18th anniversary with Tompkins. Congratulations. Thank you. 18, 18 years. I know. That's scary. <laughs> your, your, your career could, could, go, could go and buy a pack of cigarettes these days. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you sure it they didn't raise up the age yet? <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't know. He very well could have been raised. So, are, are you are you happy about the decision to enter banking? I am. Um, I think that now, looking at where retail has gone, it would have been probably an unrewarding career, probably very limited. Um, whereas banking has been great. Um, it's just wonderful working with customers and and really just being part of the community and all the things that I'm able to be involved in because of working for a great company. It's just, it was definitely the right move for me. Well, good. What are some things about running a, a bank branch that most people wouldn't think about or wouldn't know about? So most people go, oh, banker's hours, like 9 to 2, 9 to 3. It's certainly not that. Um, the, the the industry has changed so much just because of um, all the technology. So I am attached to a phone like most everyone else is, and my phone tends to ring in the evening or I'll, I'll get an email or a text. Somebody's having a problem and they need an, emer- an immediate answer for an emergency. So I am kind of on call and that's not a bad thing because it's kind of nice and, and people do appreciate when you're like wow i didn't expect to get an answer but if they have a problem i certainly don't want to make them wait until the next day unless it's something that i need support on um so that's one thing that has changed a lot is just technology um some of the things that other people might not realize is 
Um, as a branch manager, I'm also a business development officer. So I'll hear, well, you're never in the office. I am in the office. It's just that I'm also uh, out of the office, meeting with customers, meeting with clients, prospective cl- uh, customers, um, maybe uh, meeting with one of our business partners, because we do have a lot of other people on our team that <laughs> are also part of our industry or related industries. So we'll get together. Um, So to the average customer that thinks of old school banking, they don't realize that the branch manager wears about 16 different hats. (laughs) Your your job is to make sure that things operate and importantly operate without you having to be be there all the time to make it operate. That's true. Very true. So that you can be out talking with, with, with customers because like every like everyone else, you 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 have to develop business so you can continue to be in existence. So, you know that. that when I took over my branch, it was a very minimal deposit branch, and now we're the fourth or fifth largest out of uh, the Brooks and Schuylkill branches as far as deposits. So we certainly have done very well in Sinking Spring. Well, good. well, congratulations because I you. I know that's a testament to to your hard work and and. You know, it, it it's easy to talk to you, so I, I'm sure that it that it isn't hard for for customers to want to come and work with you. Uh, but and, and I'm glad you mentioned Sinking Spring because I don't think we mentioned your, the branch that you're at. So you can you, you can always see see Robin at the at the the branch over in Sinking Spring on Penn Avenue. Um, now, what are some things that that Tompkins does uh, in the community to support uh, the local community? So we really believe that we, as as an organization, need to give back. That's just something that's in our roots and just something that's very important to us. So all of our branches um, actually have a small annual budget that we can um, basically um, decide how we want to spend those funds. So whether it be that we're going to support maybe a cheerleading organization or something with the school district or a nonprofit, um, we are able to be a sponsor to some of those uh, those um, organizations. We also have a lot of events that we attend in the community. So wherever you are, um, especially in the summer with festivals and things of that nature, there always seems to be some branch of Tompkins trying to be present um, just because that's who we are and we want to see our customers and they want to see us. So it's a nice way of actually spending time getting an opportunity to talk to people that maybe we wouldn't have the opportunity to talk to during our normal day. So That makes sense. Is there Are there any events that, that you participate in the, in the Sinking Spring area that you look forward to each year? So me personally, I'm on the um, development committee for Bethany Children's Home. And so I do quite a few things with them. Um, they have a summer concert series. I've helped with that. We have helped with um, Lower Heidelberg Township's um, Night Out program. So it, it basically, de- we, we, we kind of don't necessarily seek it out. It finds us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it changes from year to year. Uh, we used to be involved with a lot of fall festivals. That seems to have not been as as popular as it had been at one point in time. So um, we'll, we'll get an opportunity presented to us and we'll determine if that works for us. Um, another one is the Delaware Valley Golden Rescue Retrievers. We usually support some of their events, um, which is a great organization and nonprofit. So. Do they bring any dogs in for you to 
They yes. don't bring dogs in, but if you go out there, you can see them. <laughs> and they, they keep the p- puppies kind of under lock and key. <laughs> That's because they would disappear. <laughs> They're always so cute. <laughs> so whenever you say dogs, you know, you're going to get my attention. So one of the things I, I, I asked you was if you if you had any client testimonials. Uh, so I know that, that that you have, you know, a client testimonial for the, for the bank that I'd like to invite you to share. Sure. So um, we always just do our job and don't really think about it. And it's just part of who we are, part of what we do. And so sometimes when we are recognized, we don't even really realize that we're being recognized because, again, it's just who we are. So um, one that came to mind is Corey Gilmer from Gilmer's Home Improvements. He shared with me that he was um, an old Eastport customer since he was 12 years old and um, had gotten his first loan and just very um, embedded and dedicated to uh, Tompkins. So um, in the process of the PPP loans back three years ago, it was a tough process. Um, we were figuring it out while our customers were figuring it out. Some of our customers said, you know, I don't think I'm going to need the funds. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. And we just um, kind of got our group together and said, okay, we're going to be doing this and this is what we need to do to get them done. So it was a lot of work and actually an education piece of what we did and didn't have on each entity. And um, meanwhile, Corey came to me and said, hey, do you think I can take advantage of the PPP loan? And he was able to, and he was able to have it forgiven. And his comments are that for he and his wife, Karen, we really helped their family immensely and that I'll never know how much I did help him because he doesn't know what those days ahead would have looked like when they were totally shut down and not able to go into people's homes. So um, we really helped a lot of people with the PPP loans. And to the best of my knowledge, all or just about all were forgiven, which was huge to people that needed that help at that time. Well, and, that, and that's great. And, and Corey does great work, so it's a good thing that he's st- he's still out there. Um, I've, he's he's been scratching his head a number of times in my house as well. <laughs> do you want me to do what? <laughs> uh, but um, that's that's great that that you're able to really were able to help him and so many other people uh, with PPP. So. Take us back to that to that time and tell us. Must it. we? <laughs> so personally, it was really difficult because my son was supposed to get married the third week of March oh, that's right. in Texas, and he postponed his wedding till August, and then again until the following November. And he finally did get married, but instead of having his almost third anniversary, he's like not even quite one and a half. Um, so personally, it was tough, but on a, it was really difficult for people, um, especially with the whole and anyone that may doesn't know what PPP is. It was the Payment Protection Program. Uh, Sorry to throw those acronyms out there, but um, people didn't know what way to to go. And people were afraid to come in the branch for a short time. We were only meeting by appointment. Our our drive-thrus were open, but the lobbies were, I, I don't like to use the word shut down, but limited access because we were trying to keep everyone safe. And we had a rotation of employees that um, our tellers because they do work so closely, we kind of had an A team and B team. And so different people were working different days so that in the event someone would have become infected, they weren't shutting our whole branch down. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some branches that had a pretty high um, infection rate at one time. And so they, they really had to, you know, kind of go to the drawing board, where can we pull people from? So I, I certainly wouldn't have been, would not have wanted to be on the staffing side of that, because I think that that was probably a nightmare. And, and our gal that handles that 
did a great job. Um, so I'm glad that, you know, we're past that. And mm -hmm. I guess, you know, hindsight is now we know what we would need to do in the event of some other natural disaster or something similar. And hopefully that won't happen. But, um, you know, you, you learn from what you have to go through. Yeah. So. Yeah. We, we definitely don't want to don't want to go, go back there. And, and hopefully we never experience that again. But with the PPP loans, it was, I think everyone was figuring it out together, the government included. Mm -hmm. you know. And the, the rules just kept changing. And mm -hmm. it, it was difficult because we were looked at as an advisor. And our uh, gentleman that was at the top of the program, he was constantly educating himself just to be able to make sure that we were doing the process correctly. Because the last thing we wanted to do was to misinform someone or, um, you know, give bad advice. So it was... Crazy, yeah. <laughs> just crazy. It, it was almost like they they wanted they wanted you to give the money out and then ask questions later, which of course, right. as a banker, I'm sure is the opposite of what you would normally do. Um, it, it just it just seemed a little, and for 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 good reason, but very haphazard. Mm -hmm. uh, and and it's it seems like it, it it all sort of worked itself out. And I and I know there it seemed like every month there were new rules and you know. And a lot, a lot of times it was, they were easing certain regulations. I, I don't know that when they, they first rolled this out in, you know, I think it was April of 2020, I don't think anyone thought that three years later we'd still be talking about COVID. So Exactly. I think they thought six months, nine months, and then we're, we're done. But right. that wasn't the case at all. And so I think there may have been people thinking, why is this program in place? But for the extended period of time that it did go on, it's probably more so a blessing that it was because I know there were businesses that, you know, may not have been quite as impacted depending on what they did. But there were so many that really were that they probably wouldn't be healthy companies at this point or maybe they're not even around. Um, right. So, Especially, you know, someone like Corey, whose job it is, is to go into people's houses and do their um, and do home improvements. That's not something that you could do. I mean, you know, you think about realtors and restaurants, and mm -hmm. you know, you know, as as a as a legal service provider, I was fortunate that we we could we could provide most of our services in a remote capacity. But right. that's not the case for anyone in the personal care industry. I mean, and people yeah. were afraid because it was very scary when they didn't know much, and so you had to yeah. protect yourself. And right, right. And so it, it it absolutely, you know, but it I think that it, it disrupted and changed pretty much every industry. Banking is mm -hmm. different today than it was three four years ago. Uh, and you know, is is that do you think that's a good thing? Have there been some of the changes have they been positive? Some of the changes have definitely been positive. I mean, for as menial as it sounds, not all of our managers had a laptop. I was one that didn't have it. Well, I learned how to work from my phone very well, and <laughs> we can't get to our core operating system through our phone. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, just technology has helped us because we were forced to have to figure out how to make it work. Um, so I, I think in general, banking was probably going to change because it's been changing over the years. But I think now bankers are more mobile. They're not necessarily tied to an office. And um, it's not so much um, like it, it, we can we can do so many things remotely or not in person that we're, we're still getting the outcome that we need to get now. And, and it definitely has changed. I mean, 
there's a lot of people I don't see anymore because they're either coming through the drive-thru, they're going to the ATM, or maybe they they don't need to come into a branch now. Um, as I mentioned earlier, my son, he lives in Texas. He still banks with us, and we don't have Tompkins down there um, because he can and because it makes sense, and mom can just keep an eye for fraud, which is another hot topic, but I don't think we have time to get into that one. <laughs> no, but it, but, it's, but it sounds like a great topic for a, fu- a future show for us to talk about, talk about fraud. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I used to be someone who was in a branch, you know, every, every Friday, I can't remember the last time I went into a branch before. and they miss you. So you need to stop. <laughs> I actually do have to go, have to go in, but, but, um, it was, it was always nice. It was, it's not, it was always nice to get to know the people in the branch. And I was, I was in the drive through recently and I'm looking at, I'm like, like, okay, I recognize her. I rec- but there's there's people that I don't I don't I don't know that are th- that are there. We seem to have quite a few retirements within the last year or yeah. two. So I will say, in general, we do keep our people. Our people are you tenured, um, which is I think amazing because a lot of our competition there's always a new face. Um, but we have had some changes, and most of that is because of either retirement or some people have been promoted, which is also a, a great um, yes contribution for people that are working hard in times that you don't know if there's going to be opportunity, but we've had some promotion. So that's great. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Robin, I really appreciate you coming, coming on the show here um, and talking to us about, about Tompkins Community Bank. Now I mentioned that your, your branch is sinking spring, but if you want to share the address. Sure. It's 4708 Penn Avenue, sinking spring. And the zip code there is 19608. And the telephone number is 610-670-5962. So anyone who's looking to create a new banking relationship needs needs a loan, whether it be a personal loan or a small business loan or um, even just a deposit account, you can come see you uh, or a member of your team and you'll get them, you'll take care of them. Absolutely. Well, th- thank you again uh, for, for being here with us. Thank you. Thank you.